I am also recording. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Ziggy, and joining me is Chief... God, I need to think of a new nickname for you since we're in the DC Universe. Uh, Chief Kryptonologist, Tyler. Tyler, welcome back to the show, buddy. I'm Batman. You're, I know you <laughs> probably said, I'm Batman, and the audio version will be fine, but Discord fucked up and I just heard... <laughs> Yeah, it's probably what it sounded like anyway. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for coming back. Uh, you guys won't notice the delay because I, I didn't post the episode, uh, but I hope you enjoyed our first our debut episode, which was Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. Um, now we are continuing the second chapter of the DC Animated Cinematic Universe with Justice League War. Uh, so as we saw, so I want I want to state this real quick. Um, these are like sequence of movies, but this isn't like, for the most part, this isn't like the uh, um, Marvel Cinematic Universe where every chapter is is necessary. Um, or like most of these movies, you can probably watch standalone. Um, it's just that you'll appreciate it more uh, at the very end when uh, everything kind of comes together. So yeah, you don't uh, notice yeah. at the beginning of the movie, but. Uh... At the very end, that's when it actually clicks. Right, exactly. Um, which I, I I forgot about that point. Uh, but even in the next movie, in line, is not even related to that. It's it's a standalone movie. So let's get right into it. This is Justice League War. This is uh, based off of the uh, New Fifty Two comic book. Uh, DC published New Fifty Two when they relaunched DC ten years ago this summer, or I believe. Uh, which I can't believe it's been that long. Um, old Ben. Uh, where they rebooted Justice League and Justice League number one, uh, you can f- the comic book is called Justice League Origin, uh, which is written by Jeff Johns and drawn by Jim Lee, and so this is basically an adaptation of that uh, version of the Justice League's origin story. So this is directed by Jay Oliva, produced by James Tucker, written by Heath Corson, and uh, starring Christopher Gorham as the Flash, Barry Allen, Justin Kirk. Um, as Hal Jordan, Shimar Moore as Cyborg, and Jason O'Mara as Batman, and she's oddly not listed in the starring in the Wikipedia, that's kind of messed up, Michelle Monaghan as Wonder Woman, uh, with, with, uh, Steve Blum as Darkseid, uh, so there's that, um. Hey man, you gotta have Steve Blum as a villain in any of these series. What was that, Tyler? I'm sorry, you broke up a bit. Yeah, if you're going to have Steve Bloom, oh, okay. you may as well have him as the big bad, right? Right, exactly. And by the way, uh, here's a little small trivia. Uh, uh, oh, and also, Sean Astin is not listed on here. Sean Astin, who plays Shazam, another lead character, who's also arguably the biggest starring name as this. And Alan Tidick is super... Like, what is... Okay, Wikipedia, whoever... I'm going to have to edit this later for Wikipedia... But, like, how are you not going to put Alan Tidig, Sean Astin, Michelle Monaghan as, uh, or Steve Blum on the cast list? Like, I don't understand. Like, starring. Like, no offense to, Cyborg's definitely the star, but it's just, wow, I did not expect that. Uh, this was released in, uh, officially released, uh, digitally, January 21st, 2014, digitally. And originally released, uh, for everybody else, 
at your local video store, February 4th, 2014, with a runtime of 79 minutes. No box office, because again, this was a direct-to-DVD release. So, Tyler, what were you expecting uh, going into this movie? Because it's called Justice League War. The title doesn't really suggest it's an origin movie at all, but what were you expecting? Um, I was kind of expecting, like, the aftermath of uh, what happened in the last movie, because The Flash pretty much just created an alternate reality where the entire DC universe just kind of reboots. So I was expecting this movie to, like, um, be, like, the jumping point of this new universe, you know? And it kind of right. is, in some respect. Right, it is. It's it's the first... And you kind of get that instant, like, right off the bat... Uh, when and we'll, we'll break down the story as we go along, but you really get the sense that like uh, where Green Lantern is chasing, or uh, you hear these reports about uh, about the Batman and how he's like take uh, allegedly taking people away, and Green Lantern is chasing after it this 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 thing in a cloak which could be Batman, and of course it's not Batman, and then they like who the fuck are you like who the fuck are, and they start fighting, um. And it's basically the, the these heroes who it looks like they've been operating by themselves for a bit. You kind of get the sense of that. Like um, there's a line that said Batman says to like Green Lantern, like Gotham, go, go back to Coast City. Gotham City's mine. Um, you know, so like they've they've been running around, but uh, this is the first time they're all at least most of them because I think uh, uh, they're all meeting each other for the first time for the most part here. Yeah, from uh, what I from what I could see, it looks like Batman has uh, been on the scene for at least a year, and uh, Superman has pretty much just kind of gotten started with his superhero gig. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, and then Wonder, it looks like Wonder Woman just got there, or at least has been there the shortest amount of time because of uh, like she's just meeting with the president and all that stuff. Um, but it looks, it looked like to me that Flash and Green Lantern had like the like the most common repertoire because uh repertoire because i think hal calls barry like during their fight with superman so like there's there's like obviously he knows who he is so they must have worked together in the past yeah um so let's go ahead and break into it so basically this it's kind of weird right because this movie does pick off where the last movie ends with the post-credit scene with the uh the parademons invading uh, coming through that hole so pretty much uh here uh, it opens up Gotham City and uh, Batman, uh, or no, I'm sorry, not Batman, and like basically the media is kind of like fear-mongering Batman. They think he's like kidnapping people off the streets because obviously Batman is supposed to be this urban legend. He's not real. Um, and uh, and so we cut to it cuts to basically this woman who I totally relate to her because, and, and you probably do too, too a little bit when you used to ride the bus, where she catches the bus and then you just miss it by that fraction of a fucking second and you have to wait for the next one. Uh, that's the worst. Yeah, and so, but unfortunately, you and I know they got kidnapped by a huge alien monster. Um, and uh, Green Lantern rescues this woman, and I love, I love this reaction to her because, like, I feel like this is such an American thing to say. Is <laughs> when she, like, Green Lantern, like, rescues her. It's like you know he does the typical cliche superhero thing, like he makes an elevator, which I love Green Lantern in this movie for many, many reasons, but. Um, uh, Green Lantern played by, as I look at the Wikipedia fast because I don't have the cast memorized, Justin Kirk. Uh, like, he, he rescues her and, and she basically says, or she says, uh, alright, so watch the catch. 
How much do I owe you? I'm like, fine. You're welcome, lady. Bye. And just leaves her on the roof. I'm like, just trying to, just, just like that horrible sense that whenever somebody helps you in America, you're going to have to pay something. How do I get down from this building? Yeah, exactly. That's that's his revenge. So uh, so eventually, Batman joins the fray. Uh, they're both tracking down the Parademon, and a lot of banter between them, which which we'll break down into it. We'll we'll break that down later. Um, until it, it kind of uh, sets the personality uh, personalities between the two really quick, and pretty much sets like the stage for the final for the final couple the final fight scenes. Um, and they both realize that. Um, the this thing that this par- that this this monster—they're not called parademons here, but we know them as parademons. Uh, they're basically—they uh, find this device, and they're like, "Well, it's alien, so I guess we're going to be xenophobic assholes, and we're going to go to the only alien that we know. Let's go find Superman." Um, and they go to Metropolis. Um, I mean, we get a little peek of other some of the other members, like Wonder Woman, apparently. And like, this is under—this is like—and I want to get your opinions on this, Tyler. There's like an undercurrent theme that like. They they've been around for a bit, like super the, the, this this version zero of the Justice League, um, but like apparently like the, there's a sense that humanity or like Earth or the people don't trust them because of like how much fucking damage they do. Which that's like a this came out like the same year as Man of Steel, which I find like uh, like six months before Man of Steel, which I find that very hilarious. Yeah, it is pretty funny now that you mention it. So, like, um, but basically, people don't trust them. There's a Wonder Woman pulls up in a limousine with Steve Trevor, who's voiced by George Newbern, who voiced Superman in the uh, Justice League animated series. Um, so, there's that little uh, little trivia for you. Um, but, like, they're basically protesting Wonder Woman, and, you know, like, and this is, it gets, it's getting real fucked up in a moment, I'll talk about that in a second. And, like, there's a, there's a dude who has Wonder Woman in a, in like a, like a, like a puppet of her, a doll of her, but stuff like a noose. I'm like, damn. Um, so, like, Wonder Woman gets out, and she thinks they're all, like, you know, talking about something else, but then they tell her, like, flat out, like, no, we don't like you, lady. Like, you're weird. They basically call her a weirdo, but then the dude calls her a whore. I'm like, okay. Like, I feel like, and how did you feel about that line? Because I feel like that's just that's like the writers just trying to be a little bit too edgy by call, having this guy call Wonder Woman a whore. Yeah, it it seems like the typical insult that uh, xenophobic people like that would probably throw at people that they don't understand. You know, like, yeah. If you have this Amazonian woman uh, just come over to American shores and just wrecking shit up, um, you'd probably be a bit frightened of them. Yeah, of course. I like. I guarantee you, like, uh, I like, um, you know, I, if if Superman or like any Marvel or DC uh, heroes were like real, people would probably hate them more than anything else because of all the sh- not because of like where they're from or they're born or something. No, because you fuck shit up. You literally blow up buildings. Um, they're literally but, different. Literally, yeah. So you literally built different. So, but I did find it like, and I was kind of worried about this line. I forgot about it. Where Wonder Woman lasses around him, and he basically says he likes to cross dress. I'm like, oh shit. Ah, uh, but then in Wonder Woman, I got worried because like Wonder Woman laughs. I'm like, oh, is she making fun of him doing that. But no, she basically says, be confident in who you really are. And I, I, I kind of like that that undertone. That's probably like the yeah. w- one of my best favorite lines in the movie. You know, like my how I dress makes me feel, com- feel confident too. I'm like. Huh. Okay, well, maybe hopefully that guy's better off. Um, uh, f- we get some other intermissions with... Uh, we see Barry Allen as uh, 
as he's delivering burritos to the to, to the CS, uh, CSI, a lab of, of I think it's Keystone City or I can't remember I can't remember the two cities. Uh, talking with Doctor Silas Stone, who is father of uh, Cyborg, who is not Cyborg yet. Uh, we it's also Victor think Stone, I believe. Vic, Victor Stone. There you go. Thank you. And then we also see that Victor Stone uh, or that uh, Billy Batson is trying to sneak into I think it's just a high school football game uh, in this big stadium, uh, and being the lovable scramp that he is, he basically tries to uh, lure his way in. You know, like, oh yeah, my dad's got the tickets. Trying to take the security guard and sneaks past and sits in uh, Cyborg's or Victor's dad's seat, which is really messed up. Kind of get the sense that Victor's dad's not really there for him all the time. Um, some more shenanigans happen, and then finally uh, we get uh, a confrontation between um, Superman. Green Lantern and Batman, and I'm I'm curious, how did you feel about Superman in this scene? Because I have words. Um, I was I always saw him as like the understanding Boy Scout type of dude. Like he probably welcomed these other superheroes with open arms and not see them as a threat. But here, he just flat out attacks them, but only yeah. because they attack him first. Yeah, there, there's there's a real sense of like cockiness from this Superman. Um, like, like, it, like, I kind of like the fights he has with Batman because it's not like he's basically toying with him. Like Batman, uh, number one, I love that Green Lantern gets his like. Okay, here's a running theme in this fucking movie, and I don't know what it is. And Tyler joked it in on our Discord that it's because they all saw the movie. Uh, the Justice League members saw the movie, and so that means Green Lantern has to take shit. Um, because of how horrible this movie was, which came out I think two years prior to this one. Yeah. But, like, Green Lantern, from, like, start to finish, will routinely either get verbally roasted by Batman or physically abused by something or someone, um, which is, it's never not funny, um, which I think tries to turn into a character moment towards the end, but, um, like, Gr- Superman, of course, showing how powerful he is, um, you know, doesn't give a single crap about, uh, about Green Lantern's constructs. Um, but I really did enjoy the the stage the, the his fight with Batman because like Superman's literally just not bothering with anything. Uh, Superman Batman just tries throwing gas, tries throwing this, tries throwing tasering him. Like, really? Is this is this your Batman? Okay. I thought you'd be stronger than this. Exactly. Um, and so uh, ultimately, it ends with uh, Green Lantern and Batman getting in a bubble, having to play defense, and basically Green Lantern having to not lose his concentration so Superman doesn't destroy them. And all it takes for that fight to end is for Batman to whisper his real name to Clark Kent. So obviously Batman and even Batman alludes this that like I've we've been studying you, I've been studying these you all people for a lot, so he even knows his name. Uh, already goes to show you how far Batman will go to find out what your. Uh, what you really are about. Um, eventually, they, they all gather together in this little warehouse, and they uh, they try to figure out what do we do with these mother boxes, what's going on, what's going on, and it starts to ping. At the same time, Victor Stone is having an f- argument with his dad, and like basically tell him like, "I oh, won't you be there?" You know, like I like I don't feel like you care about me, you know, and rightfully, you know, so you know, like. I, and like I kind of understand why Silas is like not with him, but at the same time he acts like a really cold father by saying like you throwing a football uh, doesn't matter at all compared to what's going on with like uh, Green Lantern and 
and uh, what the super people are doing. You're you're a joke. What you do is a joke, and like that's that's really fucked up. Um, but that's I think that's the most we touch on like the file the the fatherhood trauma in this movie between Cyborg and his dad. Yeah, it's kind of glossed over after that point. Yeah, um, which is like by the way, and 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 like, talking about the Snyder cut for a bit, like that does a much. Uh, granted, it had more runtime, but that does a great job of like showing the 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 um, depth of their relationship than this one. But this one was only a run run time of an hour and 20 minutes. So what are you going to do? Um, uh, fortunately, things go haywire. The uh, the system, uh, I think we eventually find out that it's Darkseid uh, and Apocalypse that is behind all this. Obviously, obviously, the viewer will find out. And he basically opens the, the portals using the specific boxes that we've seen. And Cyborg, or Victor, unfortunately, is caught, like, grab, decides to grab the box right at the worst possible time, because he's just fed up with his dad, and unfortunately he gets caught up in the explosion, burns, get like, like probably, like, what? I know, what's, is there anything more severe than third-degree burns? I don't know, honestly. Probably fourth-degree burns? Yeah. For going by numbers? Yeah, I don't, I only hear about third-degree burns, but, like, it's, he's, he's, he's burnt severely bad, and, like, part of his body's missing, it's... It's not good. Um, but basically that opens up the wormholes and a whole bunch of these parademons start coming out and it basically becomes an outright invasion. Um, you know, and, and pretty much fight, 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 fight. And we'll break this down later uh, until eventually um, everybody is reunited in Metropolis and sort of we get the team kind of together for the first time. They don't call themselves the Justice League yet. Uh, but eventually... Um, even, even Shazam shows up, they're all together, um, and so eventually, uh, Darkseid himself is like, okay, these guys are causing too much trouble, and he makes his, uh, he makes his presence known. How did you, how did you feel about how Darkseid made his way in? Um, I'd expect, uh, Darkseid's, uh, first appearance to be Super Chadley, and he did not disappoint in that front. <laughs> No, I, I I really liked how um, the music kind of changed for him and like like because uh, he's obviously a god um, and I liked how it, it's like the way he the way they I mean great it's not, an, not I mean they're animating him but like how he just stands perfectly still just ignores our law of physics just and, his like, hand, just his arms crossed uh, behind his back yeah just floating the, uh, forwards exactly no just. Exactly, very omnipotent, um, and I, I and I didn't know it was Steve Blood voice Darkseid because they modulated his voice so much. Nah, he can do that at will. Is He's that? that <laughs> um, I can't. I can't tell if you're joking right now or not. Um, I'm um, probably not. Okay. I mean, but I, like, I, like, I could hear it a bit, but like Steve Blum has a great enough voice. But like, pretty much then it becomes a fight. Uh, for uh, against Darkseid, Darkseid unfortunately, as it happens, wipes the floor with everybody because he's he's just that badass. Um, the Parademons kidnap Superman because they realize that Superman is uh, as it could be a huge power source or like hey that's a great weapon we can have and they kidnap him, which leads to Batman doing the most insane thing ever and for some reason removing uh, some reason. Uh, going to rescue Superman by himself, leaving Green Lantern to be in charge of 
Flash, Wonder Woman, uh, Cyborg, and Shazam. And I love this little sequence where, like, like uh, Cal is trying to form a team together, trying to get this plan together, and he's just trying to say something. And like, all right, so those laser things come out of his eyes, right? So, um, and and so it's like, w- w- without hesitation, Wonder Woman just says, "Should we stab his eyes out?" And House is like, "Yeah, perfect, exactly what I was gonna say, excellent." Um, you know, just kind of making ship it as he goes. Um, the heroes manage to stall Darkseid enough. Uh, meanwhile, Superman is rescued by Batman after Superman is seemingly tortured for a bit, which you don't really see it a lot in, in, in uh, any form of media. Um, and eventually, they knock back Darkseid, they repel the invasion, save everybody, and they are all crowned at the at the Capitol, at the White House, and they're not given a name, and they're basically arguing among themselves. I'm like, are we a team? Are we not a team? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, we should call so, ourselves the Avengers. No, oh, that would have been. I guarantee you that was probably like a bloop, like like so, that's like a blooper somewhere. Um, but uh, the Shazam calls themselves the Magnificent Seven or the the Super Seven, um, which the Super Friends. Yeah, the Super. <laughs> And everybody kind of just looks at him, and and that's pretty much it. It's the firm, first formation of the Justice League. Um, so so Tyler, uh, and we'll get into specifics more. But overall, did you? I'm curious because this movie is mostly seen on the negative spectrum. I want to know what you thought. I thought the movie was fine enough. Uh, I feel like uh, introducing all these characters uh, all the while having this full-on invasion from Darkseid and Apocalypse uh, kind of distracted a bit. Like, it just felt a bit cluttered at points, but I feel like they did a good enough job with what they had. Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, um, okay, so let's go ahead and break it down. Let's, 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 let's talk about it. So, I think the biggest problem I have with this movie was Superman himself. Uh, played by Alan Tudyk, who's who's great, um, and and he's and he's phenomenal. But I and I don't think it's his. It's not his fault. I don't like this this Superman that they wrote him as. I can see that. It's it's just like he's cocky. He's a little bit too arrogant. Like, um, and maybe he's just starting. And and this is very. And this is this is also staying true to the comics. That's how. That's the direction they wanted Superman. To, to go um so like i don't know like the fact that he was toying like i feel like the superman i know would have just simply be like all right calm down let's let's think of a situation obviously if he if green lantern starts throwing punches superman's gonna gonna throw punches light punches as well but i don't know like i it just never sat well with me and i don't i don't think tydex performance is the problem i just think the writing just felt was just weird for super it didn't feel like superman yeah because uh superman to me is like the ultimate mediator like he uses his power to protect people not to destroy you know yeah uh okay okay let's just go down the voice actors performances because these are all new spoiler actors spoiler alert uh uh see michelle mont wonder woman and hal jordan would both be recast as well as superman would both be real cast by the next Justice League movie, just to let everybody know, um, voice actor wise. So let, let's break it down. Let's go to um, let's go to Batman. Jason, played by Jason O'Mara. Obviously, Batman is a hard voice to to like 
do because you number one of his legacy as a character but also the legacy of Kevin Conroy how did you feel about Jason Amara's Batman I felt it was fine like he did a good balance of um doing of uh doing the tough gruffy voice without you know throwing his throat a la Christian Mail. Right, and, and like, uh, I, I'm trying to think, because, like, it, it obviously, and I'm glad he wasn't trying to do Conroy, because that's, I think, sometimes the biggest sin people have is they try to emulate something from the past. Like, it definitely is his, I like that his voice had a sense of, like, leadership to it, even though, like, he had nothing, he didn't want anything to do with being a leader. Um, and, like, but he, like, he, like, I feel like Jason Amara got that aspect of Batman that when he speaks, um, he commands respect because of how he handles, how he holds himself. Yeah. Um, in fact, I love the real. One of my favorite scenes in this movie is when Green is when Green Lantern is like going over, like, "Oh, you suck blood? No. Oh, um, super strength? No. Can you fly in a plane?" And like, I love because this is the only time you see Batman smile, <coughs> or you see him smile twice in this movie, is when um. Uh, he says, wait a minute, are you just a dude in a bat costume? And, like, you can see it, like, ba- like Batman's kind of like, hmm. Uh, which I thought was a nice little touch. Um, and then the second one is when he re- he takes off the ring. But, uh, I thought he, I thought he was good, and I, I really liked his, uh, his quibbles with, uh, with, 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 um, Justin Kirk's Green Lantern. Yeah, he was the perfect foil to uh, Green Lantern's goofiness in this movie. Yeah, I feel like the, like I feel like by himself, Bat, his Batman was okay, but I think his performance was elevated a lot because I think the chemistry between the two just gelled really well. So uh, it, it made like that, it made that much more a much more fun experience because you don't really think of Green Lantern and Batman hanging out together or like. You know, fighting together. It's usually Batman and Superman, or Flash and, and Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel? Obviously, and here's here's uh, let's go to the Hollywood direct Hollywood people. Uh, Sean Astin, uh, Samwise Gamgee, uh, and of course I can't remember his character's name in Goonies, but you know, well known Hollywood actor. How did you feel as uh, he had a very specific uh, role to perform? How did you feel his his performance as Shazam? Um, uh, I can't unhear Disney's Hercules, uh, but I think it fits, uh, pretty well, uh, given the character. Uh, not too much to say on Shazam in this movie, unfortunately. I did like the fact that Sh- Sean Astin had to play, act like he was 13 years old, but with the voice of his age. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um... He doesn't do much. I think the better, the more emotional moments go to when he's a kid, who's played by Zach, who was played by Zach Callison. Um, like, was you have the deeper connections with with with, uh, with Victor? Um, but I, I, it was nice to hear Sean Astin's voice. Uh, in all honesty, so that that was I did not. He's like the arguably the most the most well known name here. Um, uh, but let's see. What about Michelle Monaghan, who is not a voice actress, as far as I'm concerned? And I won't lie, I thought she was the the weakest. Yeah, I mean, it is hard to uh, do a Wonder Woman voice without sounding too flat. I feel like uh, she kind of dropped the ball on that. 
Yeah, I felt like her. I felt like her lines were very stiff. Like, like there's a great, the great scene where you know um, she meets the little girl, and she's like, "What is this?" Like, you know, or she's not scared of the little girl's not scared of her, and like she's like, "Where's this ice cream?" And I think she was trying to get the point across that Diana is like a newbie to this world. She doesn't understand everything, but it just came off as stu- like stiff and stilted versus like wide eyed, you know. Yeah. Like, it just, it didn't feel right. Um, even, like, with her interactions with the rest of the Justice League, it just didn't feel right. Yeah, for one thing, uh, Wonder Woman and Superman gave each other the sex eyes. Oh, yeah. Lois. I- yeah, Lois is in the final scene, by the way. Um, and that, that'll be, that, spoiler, that becomes a plot point in the future, in future movies. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I, and there's a reason, I don't know if it's, it's because of, other commitments or um other thing but she like i said uh michelle monahan is uh is recast in the next movie when the justice league is featured in it um so let us move on to cyborg himself uh played by shimar moore who obviously i think he i think he would if you're gonna count like somebody as a main character besides like batman or green lantern it would be him uh, I'm curious how you felt about him uh, in, this, um, in this movie. I'm curious. Uh, is the apocalypse stuff how uh, Cyborg got his uh, cybernetic enhancements in the original timeline? In no, I don't re- honestly. I don't remember how he. I think it's just an experiment. Um, the the apocalypse stuff is definitely like new era uh, DC stuff. Okay, that's what I figured. Um. I feel like Cyborg is probably the most important character in the movie. You know, besides Batman and Green Lantern, of course. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like he uh, puts himself in the team pretty well, uh, helping out the rest of the team with uh, the Apocalypse Portal shenanigans. I thought that was neat. Yeah, um, and I do like the evolution of his armor, of like how when he first gets it, he looks like a parademon. Um, but slowly, as the movie, uh, but as the movie progresses into, especially into the final act, he gets that familiar uh, cyber armor that you from, or, uh, or at least closely to the the cyber armor that you're that you remember. Which I, I, I like seeing that. Um, and let's see. I think that's all. Oh yeah, Flash. Flash. I feel like has the even though he was a huge proponent of of the last movie, um, Flash played by Christopher uh, Gorham. Uh, he, like, what, what was that accent he was trying to do? Because he was doing an accent, right? I'm not crazy. I didn't notice, but I could probably hear it if, uh, since you pointed it out. Like, it's, like I don't know, like, I, I never associate with, maybe it's because I've watched the Flash TV show so long, but I never associate, like, it just seems like he was trying to do, like, hey, yo, chief, I got the result. Like, it just sounded like he was trying to do, like, a not-exaggerated version of, like, a New York accent, even though... If, like, uh, Keystone City is in, like, the Midwest, so I don't know what he's trying to do. It just felt... But Flash has, like, as as big... Like I said, as big as Flash was in the last movie, Flash does, like, nothing here. He's too fast. We don't see him much. Pretty much. Um, although he does, like, has that... He has that race with Superman, and, he try, and him and Superman try to outrun the uh, the Omega Beams, which is, real, which is really a nice moment. Um... Alright, let's, uh, let's, uh, but so far, I think good casting overall, but again, maybe not good enough considering they were, um, uh, most of them were recast by the time the next movie comes out, so what do I know? 
All right. Uh, I think anything else you want to add, Tyler? Uh, not particularly. Okay, so um, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. All right. So o- overall, I think I, I think it's a perfectly fine movie. I don't think it's as bad as anybody says. As a, it's a decent origin story. Um, you know, um, I think again, you'll never not, you'll never not find it funny with Green Lantern getting his shit kicked in. Um, yeah. you know, so best part, again, best part of the movie is, uh, when Green Lantern, Darkseid shows up, all big and badass, Green Lantern goes, Green Lantern's got this, fly, slowly flies up to him, by the way, and I love, like, it does one hit on him, Darkseid's like, down, and then the second Hal Jordan gets knocked back into the building, Parademons immediately come in and stomp on his ass, I'm like, that's just, that's just karma, um, great Pure moment, comedy. yes, uh, all right, let's go ahead and uh, let's go to the ratings board. Tyler, do you remember what we changed our star system to? Because I know we changed it to for for um, uh, for Justin oh, Fuck. Shit, dude, I don't remember. We'll we'll just we'll just give it stars, and I'll listen back to it. Um, all right, so uh, let's go to the star. Let's give it as a star rating. Tyler, how many stars do you give Justice League War out of five? I'll give this a three out of five. Um, I feel like this is a pretty decent origin story. Uh, the movie itself is, uh, it kind of drags its feet with, uh, trying to do a balancing act between introducing the superheroes to each other versus this whole giant invasion of the big bad apocalypse. Uh, but overall I thought it was an enjoyable ride. Yeah. Not the I'll- greatest, but still enjoyable. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give. I'll give it a three. Uh, I think it's perfectly fine. I think. I think some of the writing is the is the worst part of it, but I think overall, um, it's a perfectly fine movie. Uh, I think you could do a lot worse, but obviously, oh, yeah. considering, you know, you're gonna compare it to like the the cartoon movie where uh justice league started back in like the early 2000s like that i think that's a lot better but um yeah not a not a great start to this cinematic universe well i mean i I don't know if they planned it to be a cinematic i guess they did considering the post-credit scene um yeah uh definitely definitely interesting stuff uh three three stars definitely definitely a shaky start uh, in my opinion uh with characterizations um but but fun action set pieces you know it's always fun to see the Justice League fight a horde of aliens in Metropolis. Uh, but we have a post credit scene to talk about, which uh, that's going to be fun. So, uh, Tyler, uh, do you remember the post credit sequence? Um, I don't believe I caught it when I uh, watched this movie last. So but if I you... do know that, that it uh, involves Aquaman, I think. Yeah, so if you notice, uh, in, the, in the comic book, Aquaman was part of the team. In fact, there's a great... Page of like a of Aquaman summoning a killer uh, uh, a a uh, a shark a great white shark to eat a parademon in half I think um, which is pretty sick and so uh, Aquaman was part of the team in this one Aquaman was replaced with uh, which is Sam so basically uh, the end post credit sequences is uh, I guess outside of Metropolis Bay you see a whole bunch of dead fish you even see a dead shark which is unfortunate. Um, and all of a sudden, you see this 
ship rides out, which looks very Atlantean, and there is Ocean Master himself in his goofy helmet holding a dead soldier's body. Uh, and it looks like they killed Aquaman's father, uh, or somebody akin to him, and pretty much blames the surface world, as he as they do, on this, and they're going to declare war on, on us. So that pretty much leads us into not the second film, but the third film, which is Justice League uh, Throne of Atlantis. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that for another two weeks. We're going to talk about... This is the next movie we're going to talk about. Um... We're going to talk. The next movie uh, for episode three of Cinema Shot will be Batman. It will be. It's not called Batman, Son of Batman. It's just called Son of Batman. Um, so we'll Son get our. Of a bitch. Yeah, so we'll, it's our first official standalone uh, super solo superhero movie. Get ready for a lot of Batman with these guys, with these uh, movies, folks. So yeah, Son of Batman, we are, or we are introduced to the biological son of Bruce Wayne. So that's going to be fun. No dicks here. All right. Well, yeah. Well, I we, no. We we see him. Dicks. Nightwing's gonna be in it. Nightwing's in it. I know that for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah. Next week we'll be coming with the third chapter of of DC Animated Universe, which is Son of Batman. So uh, yeah, that's gonna do it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Tyler, can you um, plug your stuff, please? You can follow me on Twitter at heads.ty. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel where I do tire shoes reviews. A show where I review old ass fighting games. The most recent one is an ass fighting game called Masters of Terrorist Kasai. A terrible Star Wars PS1 fighting game that I played in my youth. I did a pretty fun video on it, all things considered. Check it out. Alright, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy for all things related to the marvelous one. You can catch me live three times a week at twitch.tv slash iggy2814. Um, and of course, go to chartshot.com for all this content where you'll get the Chartshot Gamescast, uh, Voices of the Vanguard, um, of course, the new show Cinema Shart, Tyler and Justin's ongoing um, Atomic, Atomic Shart. Yeah, Atomic Shart's going strong. Uh, so get all that at chartshot.com. Remember, we now have three individual feeds uh, for watch alongs. Uh, uh, movie movie stuff that we do and, and of course uh, our Char Shot Games feed so if you want everything subscribe to your different feeds but you can also pick and choose that's the beauty of it it's, it's your choice thank you all for listening thank you all uh, again uh, for uh, taking time to spend time with us and let us know what you thought about the movie in the comments below or add us on Twitter uh, and uh, as always no matter what guys uh, I forgot the ending to this stay charged and we'll see y'all next week for Son of Batman have a good night everybody Bye-bye.